Welcome to the River City 360 Road Trip. Today we're heading out to the Ogniwo Polish Museum to talk with archivist Marta Dabros. Let's go! We are on another road trip today, and today we are at the Ogniwo Polish Museum in Winnipeg, and I'm joined by Marta Dabros. She is a volunteer archivist here at Ogniwo. Marta, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about the museum. How did the museum get started, and what is the goal of the museum? The museum originally was created as an offshoot of the Polish-Canadian uh, Women's Federation branch here in Winnipeg. And that was, I believe, in the late uh, 1980s. And so they they decided that we need like a a central space to preserve the artifacts and the cultural kind of items, archives of our Polish community here in Winnipeg. And so they obtained this, this space here at 1417 Main Street and they began collecting and exhibiting their artifacts. So our mandate is to collect and preserve and exhibit the culture and the stories of, of Polish settlement in Winnipeg. You were mentioning that a lot of the historical items that are here at the museum are donated by different people, different families. One of the main exhibits that is all along the walls here speaks to the experience of people who immigrated from Poland to Canada and what that was like. Can you summarize what what we're seeing here and, and how that all ties back with some of the artifacts that are on display? Yeah, so our current exhibit is called In My Words, and that's exactly what it is. It's the stories of Polish immigrants to Canada and to Winnipeg told through their words. And so we have organized the exhibit thematically, telling the reasons why people immigrated, uh, the story of their trip over, whether it was by boat or by plane or however they got here. Uh, how they found uh, work when they came, how they settled in, how they found uh, the language barrier, the cultural barrier, how they dealt with uh, the weather even, like all those kind of aspects of, of immigration and settling in, both positive and uh, the more difficult aspects of that, as told through the stories of everyday people. We want to make a space for the stories of everyday people to be able to tell them to preserve that history and to educate about that. One of the items that you were pointing out a little bit earlier to us was uh, this uniform here. Let's walk on over. So this uniform here belongs or belonged, I guess, to Dr. Lukasz Kulczycki or Lukas Kulczycki. Back, I believe it was like back in November or just before Christmas or something, I heard uh, from a man in Swan River, Stan Patsak, and he had this uniform in his storage. It belonged to a doctor that his parents knew who had practiced up in Swan River in the 1950s. And through whatever, um, you know, series of events, the man who the uniform belonged to left it with some friends, and then eventually those friends' estate went to his parents, and his parents' estate went to him, and so he was in possession of this uniform. And so he wondered if we would be interested in receiving it as a donation. We said, of course. We're always collecting things like that. Uniforms, military history is also important. So he sent it, uh, and in the pocket I found probably about 80 to 100 black and white photographs and some documents. And so I started looking through the photos and accessioning them into our archives. And I uh, found the name of this man on, on the backs of the photos and on the documents. And so I started researching who he was. And it turns out he was this amazing, very talented pediatrician specializing in cystic fibrosis. He moved down to Virginia and left his uniform behind in Manitoba and he went on to become very uh, renowned for his work with cystic fibrosis in children. Like over the course of his career, the lifespan of children with this disease increased by many years and he developed all these treatments and so on. So I was trying to find more about him and realized he's actually still alive and he's 106 years old. 
I got in touch with his daughter. Um, she couldn't believe these items were still here. She had never even heard of these photos or these documents. And so we thought the right thing to do was obviously to send it back to him. They're his things. And so we did that. He had a really wonderful visit with his daughter. He put on the uniform. He was looking through the photos. All those memories were flooding back. And then once they had their time with the items, they donated them back to the museum. So now they're here on display and we welcome people to come share part of that story with us. Stories really are the the basis of what's here at the museum. And uh, you were highlighting a couple of stories from the archives. So apart from our artifact collection here at the museum, we also have a lending library of uh, materials dealing with Polish Canadian period history and so on, like local kind of Polish history. And then we also have a, an archives um, where we document the history of, of Polonia or the Polish settlement here through different documents, photographs, all kinds of documents and records. So There was a collection of letters that you were showing us earlier. Tell us a little bit about who wrote those letters and because it sounded a lot like you had to piece a lot of the components of this puzzle together. When I started working in the archives here, we had a small box of letters, just handwritten letters bound by some elastic bands. It wasn't too big. And so I started working my way through them, not knowing anything about them. Uh, except the names that were on the envelopes. So they were all addressed to a man named Walter Vajne, or Władysław in Polish, Władysław Vajne. I started opening them up, slowly reading them, trying to make sense of what this small collection is about. And as I did, it revealed this incredible history. Walter Vajne came to Manitoba in, I believe, 1926 or 27. A young man, you know, in his late 20s, and he uh, settled and decided to become a farmer just out near uh, Oak Hammock here in Manitoba. And he left behind in Poland his entire family. So seven brothers and sisters, his parents, nieces and nephews, everybody. He was out here by himself. He may have had a distant relative somewhere that was guiding him, but uh, for the most part, he was on his own. So he felt that isolation, loneliness. He communicated with his family and they wrote letters. And they wrote these letters until Walter died in the 1990s and 96. So basically we have, you know, 60, 70 years of history. And so what at first looks like just a couple of boxes of letters, it actually contains this rich history. So what you start to see is the history of this small town in Poland, Huta Różaniecka, which today there's nothing left there. There's the remnants of an old church and, and some gravestones and no one lives there anymore. But what you see with these letters is how vibrant and rich that village life was. I start to see larger historical trends reflected through these letters. So the effects of the depression on the family or the effects of World War II, how the family was separated and forced to hide during invasions and raids and how their homes were destroyed and how they lost everything and had to start over with nothing, not, not even clothing or, or shoes, to building their, their lives back up and reconnecting. You know, people were scattered and uh, still like through all these events, they managed to write to their brother in Canada. There was another archive that you were showing us a little bit earlier, Mary Panero, and so many contributions that she made to the community in Winnipeg. Tell us a little bit about what's stored in some of those archives and how it relates to her work and her history. Mary Panero is another just incredible example of a person who devoted their whole life to giving back. She was born in early 1900s and her family came here to Winnipeg from Austria, but the borders were kind of shifting all the time. So she was a Polish family born in Austria and then came here in, I believe, 1910 or so. And so just as a child. And then right after her family came here, she lost one of her brothers. Then a few years after that, lost her mother and her father not long after. So she was kind of taken into uh, care by, she writes about a social worker that really helped her out, her and one other brother that were left. 
And she vowed after receiving the help from the community and from that one particular woman that she would always give back. And she really did till the end of her life. If there was anything happening in the Polish community here, she was part of it or she organized it. She did so much work. Uh, in the end, she received the Order of Canada for her work, not only to Polish community, but she also worked um, at the International Center. So helping refugees, helping uh, people from all other cultures settle and get accustomed to life here in Canada and organizing and fighting and just an amazing person. Very cool. And you mentioned that there's always a lot of events that are going on at the museum. Can you tell us about a few of those? There's always something happening. We have events, we have workshops, we have uh, lectures on various cultural things. We have movie screenings. Just our latest workshop we had was uh, just in the spring, we had uh, Pisanki, which is the traditional Polish Easter egg workshop. So teaching the uh, wax application method and then the various stages of dyeing the eggs. Right after that, we also had a paper crafts workshop. So we, uh, in Polish, one of our crafts that we do is these very intricate paper cuttings that kind of have these designs like that repeat, you know, these folkloristic designs that are important to like uh, culture and to various regions of Poland. And we're always busy here. Like we, our volunteers, we're a small group, but we are very dedicated. We build all the displays ourselves. We have monthly meetings. We always are planning something for the next you know month and into the future so there's a lot going on and we're always looking for more volunteers and how can people get in contact with you if they want to come down for a visit or if they're yeah. interested in in volunteering and getting involved you can uh, find our website which is www.polishmuseum.com it's really easy to remember we also have a facebook page ognivo polish museum or instagram and we're pretty active on all of those so just give us a shout we'll get back to you right now we are open by request so if you want to come in just send us an email one of our volunteers will come and give you a tour let you look around do your research whatever you need and also monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m and people can drop in and have a look around the museum or drop off donations or whatever they want fantastic well thank you so much marta for the wonderful tour of the ognivo polish museum it was a pleasure and uh, we hope to see you here Thanks for coming with us on the RC360 road trip. See you next week, same time, different place. Oh,